Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome back, folks, to um, ACB's uh, 54th State Annual Convention. I hope you folks had at least a little something to eat. I know it was a kind of a short break there for uh, dinner or maybe a late snack for others. Um, but we do need to press on because we have a, a bit more to go and then we can call it a day. So um, I've, now that uh, that's done and said, normally about this time, <clears throat> we would be entering into our banquet for the evening. And, you know, at, at the beginning of the banquet, you know, I would be, or the president would normally be introducing our head table. Well, you know, we, we just couldn't figure out how we were going to have a head table. So, uh, in speaking with, um, you know, folks like Cindy and uh, folks like um, Tyson and a few others about what others affiliates were doing to, you know, kind of get around that. So we had come up with an idea, which we dubbed um, Voices of Hab, H-A-B. And um, it really is basically the voices of our, our kapuna, our, uh, our folks that have been with H-A-B the longest. So um, I'm going to just say that we had put together a video that does this. And in that video, uh, Antonio uh, had taken a, a lead role with this in, in uh, interviewing these four individuals. So with that in mind and all of that said, I am going to ask that we just go ahead and play the video and I'll come back. My name is Don Thompson. I am presently first vice president of the Hawaii Association of the Blind. I have served in the capacity of president, first vice president, and second vice president, and have been a member since the um, spring of 1967 or 8. I forgot already. Hi, my name is Miles Tomashiro, and I am on the board of directors for the Hawaii Association of the Blind. Aloha, my name is Norman Ota, and I'm second vice president in the Hawaii Association of the Blind. Okay, I, my name is Maureen Sheedy, and I am secretary of Hawaii Association of the Blind. Why did you decide to join HAB? When I came to Hawaii, the opportunity came to join a new affiliate. And I chose to join, you know, I stayed because I believed in the internet, in the organized blind movement, simply because the idea of equality, the idea of, of really being a part of society is important. I was in training to become a blind vendor. And um, I was being 
trained by by Warren Toyama and Philo too um, and in spending time with both of them um, I also participated in activity like um, the Huli Huli chicken sale which made me interested in the organization well I decided to join when we went to um, <clears throat> one of HAB's um, state conventions um, when I was <clears throat> when I was in high school um, there was dealing with student issues and university issues so it was um, kind of a simple thing to decide to join and be part of the organization uh, well when I was growing up um, I after third grade I ended up in, a, in regular school for the whole rest of my school time and, and so uh, I kind of, you know, felt like I didn't really know, I didn't, you know, have the support and everything. And then I found HAB and I went, oh, wow, a whole bunch of blind people. And then, you know, I can share things and ask questions. And, you know, it's kind of like having um, a whole group of people that, that understood um, what I did, understood the, the problems and and frustrations and stuff and um could could i could just like pull my resources and and share with do you have a, a favorite memory from your time with uh hab this could be you know something happy it could be a funny story it could be just some notable achievement you know anything you can remember that you'd like to share with us um i went to the um the legislature um so i think they finished with what testimony they had, oral testimony. And they said, well, we still got a couple of minutes, so if anybody wants to get up and speak. And I just said, oh, I, I just kind of thought, okay, I'm, this is an impromptu thing. And so I said, um, okay, picture this. You know, you're sitting in a movie, and, and um, these two people are being very romantic, and, and the guy um, says, here, I want to give you this. And the lady looks at him, she goes, oh, oh, that's so wonderful. You shouldn't have. What did he just give her? And of course, there's no way that you know what it was. What did he just give her? You know, and with audio description, you know. But other if but otherwise if nobody is there to tell you, no way you're gonna find out. And um, afterward, and I, I just got the sense that it just kind of clicked. And afterward on the elevator, um, this lady, I don't know who she was, but she stopped and she goes, "That was really great. I got it. You know." <laughs> I understand. <laughs> That's always so cool when you know that, that you got your point across. Uh, how has HAB helped uh, change the lives of the blind and visually impaired uh, in Hawaii uh, during the time that you've been a member? Um, what kind of things have you noticed? What kinds of achievements uh, have you observed that HAB has managed to, to do? HAB in individually did 
uh, as everyone knows, actually take the lawsuit, create the lawsuit, force the attention of the state, and ultimately returned the the airport concession stand to the blind under the auspices of Ho'opono. And at present, of course, there is a good living for three operators. There are many, many people employed in the many stands that are there. And the Ho'opono stand program is helping to be paid by the money from that. And there is other money which goes to the Hawaii Foundation of the Blind as a charitable group. We have also succeeded legislatively in uh, all of this uh, things related to the to the uh, blind uh, people on travel and that sort of thing of uh, the making people known about the white cane and its purpose in crossing streets uh, and the white cane safety day that came from us and then um, uh, we we passed a bill which allowed for blind people to adopt children and the assumption is if you can adopt children you can raise your own and that's very important somebody told the story of this one um a kindergarten teacher or or preschool teacher i don't know which it was um and uh she's telling and you know just regular uh kindergarten or whatever and but there's one there was this one blind kid in the class and they were doing she was reading them a story about the squirrel that um, uh, was busy collecting nuts, and then when he got back to his little little hole in the tree, he he was he had all these nuts stored up, and he could he could just sit there and crack them all winter. And and of course everybody else looked you know could see the pictures right, and this little kids over there going, you mean crack the nuts? I mean, all she knew about nuts was the nuts that you know you got them in a, salted in a in a jar or in a bag or whatever. And so she was very confused. And afterward, the 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 teacher, um, you know, used some of the money that we gave, I guess, and took her down to the um, you know the nut house or some other store, right, and bought her. A bag of, you know, nuts with the shells still on them, and a nutcracker, and then took her home and 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 when she left, the the kid was over there showing her little sister how to crack nuts, her little three year old sister, how to crack nuts, and talking about the the squirrel and the, you know the story that she read, and that that's so cool because, you know, and and that's so important because blind kids can't see the pictures. Do you have uh, any message or any advice for current or even uh, future uh, HAB members? Yes. I really believe that the people in the Hawaii Association of the Blind need to get to know each other a little bit better. We're getting to be a larger organization, which makes it harder when I started off, there were about eight members, and we knew each other very well. We were a very tight group. 
The group can't be as tight now with the kind of membership we have, and we're going to have spoon pushers who hardly show up. But of the active members, they need to get to know each other a little more, their weaknesses and strengths, and find ways of working together. And that isn't easy. It sounds easy, but it isn't that easy. And and it's it's a legitimate challenge for us in the organization and as members individually. I think the challenge to all of us who 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 are up and coming and those who are currently in the organization is that um, we have the opportunity to reach out into the community to help both financially, physically, um, up, um, to, to lend emotional support, especially in transitioning for individuals who are losing their vision. Um, not only with children, but also um, there's a lot of senior adults today. Um, and not only that, but many people, they get in accidents. They don't know that they're going to be blind, but all of a sudden they lost their sight. So um, I see the Hawaii Association of the Blind as an organization that can provide a pathway of hope to uh, individuals who are blind, visually impaired, and um, for for individuals to to see and realize that life doesn't end; um, it continues. It's just that you you um, do things in a different way. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I think the the biggest thing in um, is that. Um, for anyone, if you really want to be part of the organization, um, check on what you're interested in and become part of the organization and take part in something. Everybody's interested in something and and you can be part of it. Um, just contribute your time, whatever your talents are, because everybody has talent. I don't think I had much talent, but, but um, once you start doing stuff, you know, you're going to want to do more. And um, it's and in the way of helping blind people, that's even a more rewarding thing because you're helping, you know, um, you're helping to push the agenda of blind people can do stuff and can be independent. And this is what um, we all want people to do is to just participate and become part of the organization. so proud of everybody that put this together you know the the comments the words the messages that were shared uh really exemplify the heart of HAB and why we are here and what we're doing to help the people here in Hawaii as well as across the nation I believe too and so you know again people let's take these messages to heart and uh We'll learn from you folks because you guys are our leaders or our kapuna, and that's what we need to be doing. 
So again, thank you for participating in that uh, video clip and sharing your mana'o with us. Art, if I may mention just something briefly. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so the Art mentioned me, but it, I, I was hardly the only one that worked on this. I, I did many of the interviews, but Ankar also helped with interviews. And um, Kylie did all of the editing. So um, I gave a little feedback here and there, but she is really the one that put it all together, put the music on it and selected the clips. And uh, Natalie, you know, we did this basically through the PR committee. So Natalie was there with us planning all the whole way through. Um, and uh, we have so, 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 so much more that we did. But, you know, we, we wanted to present this in a nice brief way and a nice little package and we want to get it under 15 minutes and, and I think Kylie did an amazing job at selecting some of the, the best clips that got across you know I think a lot of the ideas that we all uh, you know that's why we're here right that's why we, why we do what we do so um, thank you so much Kylie thank you everyone and, and guys I, I hope you enjoyed that so thank you Antonio you know um, that was going to be my next thing to say but that's okay we got it we covered it and <laughs> thank you thank you to the team no really um, you know, you guys were a magnificent team um, and the hours and uh, time that you guys spent putting it together is just great. Moving on then with our program, uh, before we go to the next part of our program, I'd like to ask Antonio, maybe if we can do one door prize. For our next door prize, we've got a uh, Koa and Purple Heart pen that was donated by uh, James Gonzalez. And I, I do believe that is one of the ones that he has uh, handmade. And those are always uh, beautiful. So uh, let's see who the winner is. Kuhao e Kawa Ahau case <laughs> sorry about that um so congratulations kuhao um we'll we'll get that to you so thank you so much again james for uh donating that to us for our acb members and friends who are listening in on acb radio and across uh, the zoom platform if you're not familiar with some of the hawaii culture uh koa wood is a valuable uh commodity here in hawaii and so this core pen that um, James has, that he makes uh, with his own uh, tools and hands and everything like that is really uh, a, a significant uh, or special piece of art, artwork. So, um, you know, again, good for you, uh, Kuhao. I'm glad you have it. And, um, you know, if James is around in, at a convention at, in Nationals, he might be having these things for sale. So if you are want to, if you folks want to check him out later on uh, at, at nationals, uh, I would advise it. Um, moving then to our next part of the segment, HAB. Um, you know, we've been trying to for years. We've been trying to work on a way to where we can bring awareness to what HAB does here in Hawaii, and let the let the community know what we are all about and how we can help, and all of that kind of great stuff. So we were fortunate enough through a number of friends to have met Farai Richmond, uh, who works for Sight and Sound Studios. And through his kokoa, or his help, and many others, uh, too many for me to name here, but through everyone's help, we were able to put together a number of PSAs, which I just was so amazed uh, with after when we got to see the final product. And um, so before I go any further and, and spoil anything, I'm going to call um, up on uh, Farai here 
and I'm going to ask him to uh, please kind of just give a little brief uh, rundown on what the project was about and what these PSAs uh, were meant to do and all that kind of good stuff. And then we're going to uh, show these PSAs to you folks. Aloha, Art, and aloha, everyone. Thank you so much. Um, it's been a great honor uh, of mine, and it's been a, a great uh, mission of mine to work with nonprofits to help spread awareness and to, you know, do what I basically feel like is our purpose on, on this planet, which is to help each other. That is my goal in life is to help people. That's how I want to spend my days. So when I was presented with this opportunity by mutual friends, Mahalani Lani Diego uh, introduced me to Donald Thompson, but then introduced me to, to Art and then the rest of the board. Um, and I was tasked with trying to trying to do something that was a step above or, you know, thinking outside of the box and and not doing your standard advertising campaign uh, that many nonprofits do. That's always my goal, right? Is to do something that, uh, that sort of uh, makes people think stays with them, makes them ask the question why. And that way you, you, when you have it, it gives them an emotional impact. You know, when somebody has an emotional feeling towards a piece of art that stays with them and, you know, whether it makes you feel sad, whether it makes you laugh, whether it makes you feel uplifted. Now you've kind of like, for better, for lack of better words, you've kind of like stained them. And so that was the intention uh, of this. And also it was to do a variety of different ads. So not everyone uh, to be exactly the same, right? So we have one, which is called the child, which is sort of our way of kind of like breaking out into the into the advertising world, uh, into social media, into television, and what have you, and that was sort of like to sort of kind of catch people off guard and and sort of make them think about oh what what is this that I'm watching oh wait a minute what I, I'm trying to what is this that I'm hearing oh oh wow okay and then and for that piece you know we had this beautiful boy named uh, Skateboy and that that piece I think works effectively. Uh, at like sort of like that's like that introduction uh, of the AJB to the world, really. And then we followed that piece with another one that was a radio spot as well. And that one was kind of like our more like clever, almost humorous thing. And what I like to do with advertising is I like to do uh, is I like to hit the what I call the three E's, which is to entertain first, to educate. And then to enlighten. If you can do all those three things, then you kind of like, you know, if you're entertaining them, then you, then you kind of got them. And then if you can educate them and they learn something, now it kind of like affects their brain a little. And then if you can sort of like make them feel something that they didn't feel before uh, and enlighten them, now you've kind of like, now you kind of have them. And so that was the hope for these. And I think the Love is Blind one, uh, our, our second ad does that, you know, it, kind of tells you some, a, a, a fun fact about, you know, the blind community. And then the last one was kind of like our, it's, it's called, uh, many, many companies have this, but we wanted to do it in a different way, which is called like the About Us commercial or video. And that's really kind of like, this is like our short version of that, which is basically also to try to entertain, educate, and enlighten. You're seeing all these different people and uh, and we reveal something about them. So, it's not, 
you know, we're telling almost like a story, you know, it's not so obvious right away. And by the end of the ad, then you, then you realize what's going on. So it's like a slow reveal. And now all of these ads are playing, I believe on uh, channel two, K H and R H and N. Um, and they'll be playing for, I think over the, over the course of the next year. And it just came out so beautifully. I'm so grateful to everybody that was in it. I'm so grateful for the opportunity and I hope to do more. I hope, I hope to, you know, we had, a, we had a lot of ideas and, and we kind of came down to these three ideas, but there's just so much more I think we could do to, uh, to help this community. And, uh, and I look forward to that. I'm just so grateful. And thank you. Thank you all again. Thanks for I, if we could, I, I'd like to start off with the, um, the child. Uh, PSA. What if this was all that you saw every day? Or what if it looked like this? What if you couldn't see the world around you? What kind of world would that be? Hawaii Association of the Blind advocating independence, equality, and opportunity for the blind. Ever since these PSAs um, started to appear on TV and radio, I have to say we've definitely increased our calls. I mean, people are calling us now like never before. You know, I really can tell you this this stuff works. Uh, If we can go ahead and play the um, Love is Blind one. People who are blind are often lucky in love. 65% of Americans who are blind are married or live with a partner. And only 16.5% have been divorced. Maybe love is blind. Hawaii Association of the Blind. Advocating independence, equality, and opportunity for the blind. Again, you know, uh, as you can see with these uh, PSAs, being that you know it's done so well, I mean, really, our hope is not just to just reach out to people and let them know about the organization and what we do, but hopefully, maybe you know, uh, people are going to want to even say, "Hey, uh, we want to be part of that," and how can we help? We're hoping that that's going to uh, these these PSAs are going to be something that's going to make that happen for us. And if we can go ahead and uh, play that last one, um, the general. We are mothers. We are students. We are sons. We are grandparents. We are writers. And we are blind. Hawaii Association of the Blind. If you folks haven't been able to tell yet, the folks that were in these PSAs are all HCB members. Uh, we had done that purposely because we wanted to make sure that the members are involved and had a say in how we were going to do this. And that really worked out well, I think. Overall, I believe these three PSAs are just really outstanding. I can't say any more about it. It's just really good. That's this part of the segment. I just wanted to, we just wanted to kind of share with you folks, the members, and those of you listening on HCB radio and and elsewhere, you know, what HCB is doing and how we are attempting to bridge that gap between the sighted world and our, our, our blind community and make sure that Everybody knows 
blindness is not something that um, is to be looked upon as a barrier or something like that. You know, we can do and we are just as successful. So again, thank you to Farai, Richmond, and Sight and Sound, and everyone else who was involved in the production of these PSAs. I can't say any much more about it. I mean, lots of words. Before we move on to the next portion, uh, I'm going to ask maybe uh, if I can get Antonio to come back, and let's do our last door prize for the evening. Whoever gets this is going to be happy. What we have for our last door prize of the night, it is a $50 Target gift card, all right? And this is donated by Anonymous. So whoever donated this, well, thank you so, so much. This is very generous. Uh, and Mr. or Miss Anonymous is about to make uh, Deborah White very happy. So congratulations, Deborah. Congratulations, Deborah. Yes, Deborah White is um, a fairly new member of HAB. And so we are so happy that she's still here with us and part of our group. So yes, congratulations to you. We do have some proclamations here for um, some from our senators and governors and mayors. So I'd like to go ahead and um, do some of that now. And so the first one that we got was from our U.S. Senator uh, Maisie Hirono. And I believe she had sent in a written document for us. So I'm going to ask Jim Kennedy if he could read that for us. I'd be glad to, Art. Here is uh, Senator Maisie Hirono's uh, letter to us. Message from U.S. Senator Maisie Hirono in honor of the Hawaii Association of the Blind's 54th Annual Convention. She dated this April 24th. Aloha and welcome to all who are virtually attending the 54th Annual Convention for the Hawaii Association of the Blind. Since its inception more than 50 years ago, the Hawaii Association of the Blind has tirelessly advocated for independence, equality, and opportunity for the blind and visually impaired. Through the years, the association has played an active role in sponsoring and supporting legislation to bring about vital change while also working to educate the general public and provide opportunities in the community through scholarships and grants. I remain committed to the Hawaii Association of the Blind's philosophy and will continue working with you to fight for change. It is essential that we break down barriers to access, stand up to discrimination, and ensure that the blind and visually impaired community has equal access and opportunity. Mahalo to President Art Cabanella, staff and supporters of the Hawaii Association of the Blind for your hard work and dedication to enhancing the quality of life for Hawaii's blind community. My best wishes for continued success. Aloha, Maisie Hirono. Isn't that beautiful? Thank you so much, Senator Hirono. For those of you who are not familiar, uh, Senator Hirono is from Hawaii. And so that's kind of why we are so tickled that she had even uh, took the time to write this letter for us. And we really do appreciate it. The next person that we have uh, on the list here is our own state governor, David Ige. And once again, he had sent something in. So I'm going to ask again, Jim, if you can please read that. We have a, a beautiful presentation folio with the governor's proclamation 
And I will read that to you now. Special message from Governor David Y. Ige in recognition of the Hawaii Association of the Blind 54th Annual Convention, May 1, 2021. On behalf of the state of Hawaii, I extend my warmest aloha to all attendants of this year's virtual Hawaii Association of the Blind 54th Annual Convention. The Association of the Blind, HAB, believes in empowering those with vision limitations and advocating for their independence, equality, and opportunities. This year's convention theme, Moving Forward Through Adversities, reflects HAB's commitment to work together with the community and policymakers on overcoming challenges and discrimination. Blind people deserve to be treated and respected as equal citizens so that they too have the same opportunity to reach their full potential. Despite current pandemic restrictions, HAB continues to provide for the well-being of blind individuals, providing opportunities for self-development and awarding scholarships for those pursuing higher education. Aloha and mahalo to everyone who has helped organize this virtual convention. Best wishes to all participants as you share, learn, and be inspired. With warmest regards, David Y. Ige, Governor of the State of Hawaii. Mahalo, Governor. We definitely thank you for your proclamation and your support. This year, uh, we've gotten a new mayor, and his name is Rick Blangiardi. And he, too, has sent in a proclamation, but uh, he did his through video. So I'm going to ask uh, if we can go ahead and play that video, please. Aloha, and thank you to everyone involved with the Hawaii Association of the Blind for inviting me to be a part of your 54th annual convention. Now, I understand this year's theme is moving forward through adversities. And undaunted by the pandemic, instead of canceling this year's event, you committed to proceed full speed by arranging to have it conducted virtually. You know, what a critical decision, because this convention, HAB's biggest annual gathering, is incredibly valuable when it comes to sharing news and information regarding blind issues and resources. And as one can imagine, putting on an event like this is no small task. But just as we've seen time and time again through this pandemic, great people come together during trying times, like the American Council of the Blind, reaching out a helping hand and offering technical assistance to make this year's convention possible. So thank you to Council and to everyone with the Hawaii Association of the Blind for your unwavering support for those with vision impairment here in our community. Aloha and mahalo. Once again, thank you, Mayor um, Langiardi. We really do appreciate taking the time to represent and be at part of our convention this year. We have also one last person here that I'd like to uh, introduce, and that is our own uh, state legislature. We have the House Speaker, Scott Psyche. And um, Jim, if you can read that for us, please. Yes, I'd be glad to. <clears throat> and we have a, a beautiful, big proclamation. Um, this is... Uh, with the state of Hawaii seal, it says the House of Representatives, state of Hawaii, 
hereby presents this certificate to the Hawaii Association of the Blind 54th Annual Convention. Whereas Hawaii Association of the Blind, a state affiliate of the American Council of the Blind, is a nonprofit organization founded in 1967 and comprised of blind, visually impaired, and sighted individuals who strongly believe in advocating for independence, equality, and opportunity for all blind persons in Hawaii and across the United States, and whereas uh, organized to help empower those with vision limitations, the Hawaii Association of the Blind believes that blind people ought to be equal participants with their sighted peers in the productive pursuits of society and must be perceived by all other citizens as being equal. And whereas the Hawaii Association of the Blind plays an active role in supporting the well-being of blind individuals in Hawaii by helping them pursue self-development and achieve positive, positive attitudes. And whereas, there are a lot of whereases, uh, whereas the Association of the Hawaii Association of the Blind provides funding through donations to other invaluable organizations that support Hawaii's blind community, including Ho'opono Services for the Blind and the State Library for the Blind and Printed Disabled. And Hawaii Association of the Blind also awards scholarships to assist blind and visually impaired students with higher education costs. And whereas the Hawaii Association of the Blind holds an annual convention to inform its members about the latest matters seriously impacting those with vision impairment, as well as to learn about valuable resources. Uh, whereas, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the annual convention faced the possibility of being canceled. However, the Hawaii Association of the Blind announced that the 54th annual convention will be held virtually on May 1, 2001. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the House of Representatives that the 31st legislature of the state of Hawaii, regular session of 2021, that this body hereby congratulates and commends the Hawaii Association of the Blind on the occasion of its 54th annual convention on May 1, 2021, and extends to attendees its warmest aloha and best wishes for a successful convention. The 31st legislature, 2001, signed Scott Saiki, Speaker of the House, and the Chief Clerk certified at Brian Takashita. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. And thank you, Speaker of the House, uh, Scott Saiki, for, um, you know, preparing that and sending it over to us. That was really amazing. Uh, I'd never heard so many whereas is <laughs> at one time, but it sounded great. I loved it. It's funny that he should say what he said, because that leads us right into our next segment of our program, which is the, the, the segment where we like to show support for our community and how we want to help out. And so we do that uh, by donating some money to different and various uh, agencies and different um, uh, districts within the, the school system here in Hawaii. So without any further ado, I'd like to first recognize the um, Library for the Blind here in Hawaii, uh, Baron Barroza, who we heard from earlier this morning. Hawaii Association of the Blind would like to uh, donate a check for $5,000 
to you folks. And, and we hope that it will help to improve services, helping with the community. Well, thank you so much. That's so generous. Um, on behalf of the Library for the Blind and Print Disabled and the Hawaii State Public Library System, I'd just like to say thank you for the very, very generous donation. Uh, as you said this morning, I mentioned some of the ways the donation from HAB helped us last year and helped us move forward uh, through adversity. Well, this year, the National Library Service for the Blind is making a big investment in technology, uh, currently testing a new digital book reader that will stream audio so that you don't have to wait for something to download. They're also working on a smart speaker like Alexa and a new model of the digital talking book machine with online capabilities. And, of course, all of these improvements will require us to increase our focus on uh, our tech foundation, and that's going to require some resources. But um, the important, more important than the money is the partnership we share. It is far more valuable. Our goals lead us in the same direction, and uh, I look forward to many more years of uh, us working together. And uh, also, by the way, the... Um, the um, state librarian, Stacy Aldrich, wanted to send her best regards to um, all the members of uh, the HAB and her sincerest thanks to all of our friends and the HAB family. Thanks again, Art. Mahalo, Baron. And, you know, um, yes, that partnership between HAB and the library is so key. And we are more than happy to play a role in that and help out our fellow uh, Blind, uh, consumers here in Hawaii. The next one that we'd like to give away is to Ho'opono Center for the Blind. HAB would like to donate $5,000 to you folks. Oh, my heart is so full today. I've been with you folks all day. Um, of course, I am so, so grateful on behalf of all of us at Ho'opono. Uh, to echo Barron's words, not only for your incredible generosity, which will go to help so many from Kiki to Kupuna, but also especially for your friendship and your partnership. We appreciate it so, so much. And I just got to say, this has been one of the best, most well put together, informative, seamless virtual conventions I have ever seen. Um, I know you guys are probably scrambling behind the scenes, but man, it came off so professional. But again, thank you for allowing me to be with you today. And thank you again for your incredible generosity and friendship. Aloha. Mahalo, Leah. And um, yes, we definitely want to continue working with you folks and Ho'opono. So glad to be of some assistance where we can. And thank you for those kind words about our convention and and um, yes, everybody is scrambling. So, <laughs> but don't tell. <laughs> you cannot tell. You cannot even tell. It looks perfect. All right. All right. Cool. Very good. Thank you again. The next area that of folks that we always well, let I me mean, let me back up a bit. HAB has always ever since Warren Toyama was president. It was always HEB's uh, and Warren's uh, mission, really, or one of the missions, was to make sure that the keiki or the blind children here in Hawaii was supported and that they got the services and equipment and training uh, that they needed so that they could 
competitively compete, you know, with their sighted peers in school and even after school, you know, post uh, education and even beyond that into going into the workforce. So HAB has always wanted or has always done whatever they could to support that. And so this year, uh, HAB is going to uh, donate $1,500 to the Honolulu District, another $1,500 to the Central District, and another $1,500 to the Leeward District, and also another $1,500 to Maui District, also another $1,500 to Big Island District. So rather than trying to get all of these wonderful people to come up and um, receive their or or give their thanks, we've worked it out. And Amy Downard, who is uh, one of the, the TVIs here in the state, will be receiving for all districts. So Amy? Well, thank you, Art, and everyone at HAB for a wonderful day. And thank you so much for uh, this amazing gift to the uh, districts that Art just uh, shared. I was thinking of um, all that it means to us. And the biggest thing is it just allows us to dream. You know, we get stuck in these boxes of we got to do this, we got to do that, the paperwork, you know, all the stuff that school entails. But um there's so much fun to be had, and it really allows us to dream big when we get these extra funds on behalf of the kids and show them how to dream big as well. And you make so many fun things happen for us. So thank you so much uh, on behalf of all of these districts uh, for the donation, and we'll keep you posted on how it's being spent and all the lives that that, that, that you're changing, um, and, and we're also changing with your assistance. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amy, and thank you to all the other TVIs here in Hawaii, uh, you know, without you folks being out there and working with the kids, the kids won't, wouldn't have the skills that they get, and nor would they have the opportunities that they are getting through your uh, guidance and training. So, again, you know, thank you and uh, kudos to you folks as well. With that done and said, it brings us now to our keynote address. And as mentioned earlier in the day, um, Janet Dickelman, who is the ACB's convention coordinator, is someone I spoke with last year. And she was so excited uh, to be part of HAB's convention. And this is before, you know, we knew that we were going to do this virtually. And I was so happy and pleased that she accepted. So, you know, that was a you know wonderful thing. But, you know, things change. And so we're doing it virtually. And I got to say again, thank you, Janet, because I know it's like, what, um, 1230, 1230. 1 o'clock? Yeah, mm-hmm. 1230 your time, you know, in the morning. And my gosh, you know, talk about dedication. And, uh, you know, so hats off to you. So with that said, I am going to let Janet go and take the the floor. Thank you so much, Art. I really appreciate being here. And I'm happy regardless of the time. And um, Vicki did say I could record this, but I said, no, I wanted to be with you because hopefully you guys will have some questions and then I won't have you won't have to hear me talking the whole 
half hour that you've allocated for me. But um, the main thrust of my conversation is going to be about convention because I that's my passion and that's my knowledge base. But people have also said to me, well, we don't really know anything about you. So I'm going to bore you for the first few minutes with a little bit about who I am and my involvement with ACB on a national level. And But the most important things to me, other than the convention, are the fact that I am a mom, I am a wife, I am a guide dog user. My guide dog, Chrissy, has already decided to go to bed, though. She's, she's not staying up late tonight. And I try to be a good friend, and I'm very blessed with a wide circle of friends who, you know, are, are very important to me. So that's those are the things that make me tick, basically. Um, I've been, I was born blind. I was born premature. I've been blind all my life totally blind, no light perception, no nothing. I loved your PSAs. Those were just absolutely great. I grew up in the Chicago area. I was very fortunate to have a wonderful family, the oldest of three children, very supportive parents. I was mainstreamed before mainstream was a word. Um, I was lucky to have a wonderful Braille resource teacher through elementary school who really, besides she and my mom instilled in me a can-do attitude, which I, you know, hope that I reflect in my life and um, made me who I am today. I graduated from college and just after I graduated, I was fortunate enough to get a job um, working with social security administration. And at that time they were, it was some, they were starting to hire people who were blind, visually impaired to answer phones at social security. And it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do all my life, but I ended up making a career out of it and was able to be promoted several times and ended up working as a supervisor and uh, was able to retire from them after 35 years of work. I really was, I I've started out when I was 12. I want you all to know that. Maybe it's even 11, um, but no, um, worked for them for 35 years. And uh, that work moved around a little bit. Um, in my personal life, I was unfortunately one of those, I think it was 17% on the PSA that did end up being divorced. I was a single mom with a three-year-old. That was interesting. I uh, remarried and my second husband passed away. So I was then a young widow. But now I've been married to uh, my current husband, Terry. We'll celebrate our 20th anniversary this fall. So, um, you know, everyone has issues in there. You know, I can't say that my life has been perfect, obviously, but I feel extremely blessed. And I try to, for the most part, always think that the glass is half full and not half empty. And that's something I want all of you, and I hope that all of you do too. You know, life sometimes gives you a raw deal, but when you get lemons, make lemonade and do Whatever, you know, try to find something that you're passionate about, try to follow your dream, and know that there are people out there who are there to support you and listen to you and help you on your life's journey. 
And that's what I'm going to say a little bit about myself. And now I'm going to go on talking about ACB conventions. And my first convention was in 2007. And that was when the convention happened to be in Minneapolis. And I was always busy at work and never took the time off over the 4th of July to attend a convention. But since it was in my own front yard and I was the president of my affiliate at the time, I figured that maybe I should go to this convention and kind of got bitten by the convention bug and haven't missed one since. And I love the fact that Hawaii sends so many people to the convention. And this year, I expect to have even a larger contingent because, of course, we're, we are virtual. Hopefully, we can be together again in 2022. But for this year, we will be um, virtual. Uh, convention dates are July 16th through the 23rd. We are prepared if needed because, as I mentioned this afternoon, we are going to be doing elections at our convention. So if need be, we will have a Saturday, July 24th session to complete our elections. Registration for the convention opens up on May 20th and will close on June 28th. And yes, it's a virtual convention, and all of our sessions will be streamed on ACB Radio. I'll talk to you about that in a bit. But so you might say, well, why should I register to attend this convention when I can listen on ACB Radio? Well, there are several reasons that we'd love to have you register. Registration is $25 for ACB members and $40 for non-ACB members. And that gets you a myriad of fun things, one of them being door prizes. And like you, we'll have a lot of door prizes, and we will pull names from the people who have registered for the ACB convention. You don't have to be present to win. We'll send your door prize out to you. And uh, so that's one reason to register. The other reason, one of the other reasons to register is All convention registrants will receive every evening, they will receive an email with the Zoom links for all of our sessions. So you can go to any session that you'd like to partake in and be part of the Zoom audience. Also, if you register for the convention, that gives you the opportunity to be an individual sponsor of the convention. And the sponsorships range from $25 up to $500, and we post our convention sponsors in the convention newspaper each day, uh, and we read the names at the beginning of, um, at the first morning general session, so you're welcome, we'd love to have you as a sponsor. You can also help support one of our many special interest affiliates, ACB has affiliates for attorneys, for students, for teachers, for, um, LGBT, for um, guide dog users, you name it, we have an affiliate for it. And if you'd like to, you can support 
our special interest affiliates with their convention costs. These aren't registrations, but they just help the affiliate with their convention expenses. You can also purchase a Braille form raffle ticket. We sell tickets for a raffle that will be drawn at our banquet. And the prizes for that, our first prize, $500, second prize, $1,000, and, third pri- and first prize, $5,000. I'm still waiting to win that one. I buy my ticket every year, but so far, no winning. Um, so you can purchase a Braille form raffle ticket. You and up to four friends can actually split the $50 cost. And uh, then, of course, you have to split the winnings. You can also support our ACB students by subscribing to our convention newspaper, which comes out every day during the convention and will be automatically emailed to you. So there's a lot of reasons to be a convention registrant. And to register for the convention, you can go to acbconvention.org. And the registration form is online. You can even go there as of now and look at all the convention sessions that we have to offer so that you know what's available during the convention. And if you don't like to want to go online, we have telephone registration. And I have several people who help do registration over the phone. When you call to put your name on a list for registration, you will actually get me or my voicemail, and I will put you on a list, and one of my convention registration cadres or I will call you back to take your registration. And the phone number for that is, and this is all online, but I'm just giving out a few things right now uh, all on our website, but my phone number is 651 651- Four two eight five zero five nine, and I always tell people I do still have a landline. This is my cell number, so if you can, you can call me anytime you want, Hawaii time, even if it's in the middle of the night, my time, because I keep my cell phone in my home office and uh, check my voice, turn it off during registration at night. So. If you happen to think, oh, my goodness, I want to get in queue and register. Oh, but it's two o'clock in the morning in Minnesota. That's okay. Just call me anyway and leave me a voicemail and uh, we'll get back to you. And I've talked to many of you and done your registrations. And that's always fun. I love doing the Hawaii calls. Um, As I said, convention dates are July 16th through July 23rd. Our opening general session will be Sunday evening, July 18th. And then we will have morning sessions Monday through Thursday and an all-day session on Friday the 23rd. We have many activities going on throughout the convention. Um, Other than during our general sessions when our affiliates and committee members and our business partners will be talking, we will have up to six sessions streamed on ACB radio at any given time. So you can take your pick of sessions and obviously you can't listen to all of them or go to all of them via zoom, but all of our sessions will be available as podcasts. So you can listen to them down the road. If you can't attend them in person, we will also have our virtual exhibit hall. And what we do for that is depending on the, uh, type of booth that someone uh, 
purchases, they will have either a 20-minute or a 10-minute recording that they can provide to ACB, and we will air those. We'll put out a calendar as to the times that each exhibitor is going to be aired so you can catch your favorite vendor. And the exhibit hall, will we will rebroadcast it three to four times a day, so you'll have plenty of opportunity to listen to the exhibitors. And we are also um, suggesting to the exhibitors, if they would like to, that they can set up individual Zoom rooms, and we will post the information as to the Zoom, um, how to access their Zoom room and the dates and times that they're going to be available so that you can go and meet up with the vendors and speak with them directly. We are also, for those of you who attended our last convention, our last virtual convention, at our in-person conventions, the tours that we have are very popular. So since we couldn't do tours in um, in-person in tours on a virtual convention, we have a tour channel, as we call it, where we have a number of audio described tours from venues all over the country. Um, we had last year, we had a Holocaust museum. We had Mount Rushmore. We had, oh, we had um, Smoky Mountain national um, trails and we have some of our favorite repeat tours are coming back this year and we have a lot of new ones and again these tours will change on a daily basis they'll be rebroadcast several times a day and we'll have a schedule available as to what tours are available um, at, at what time so that's always a very um well listened to channel and our exhibitors and our tours are all going to also be available as podcasts so that you can listen to them at your leisure. Our podcasts will be available, maybe not immediately, but within a couple of days after their initial broadcast. Uh, let's see. What else can I tell you about conventions? So this year, of course, our convention is virtually virtual. We are certainly hoping that we can meet in person next year. I love the virtual nature of a convention. It's really been fun to get a lot of new people coming to our conventions and people that aren't able to necessarily come in person. We had a lot of first-timers last year at our convention, and I expect we will again this year. But we do certainly miss getting together, and in 2022, our convention is scheduled to be in Omaha, Nebraska. In 2023, we will be in Schaumburg, Illinois, which is outside of Chicago. And that was where we planned to have the 2020 convention. Uh, but then the pandemic took care of that for us. But we were able to rebook with um, the Renaissance in Schaumburg. And I just recently signed contract so you're hearing about this one of the first people to hear about this in 2024 we will be at the Hyatt Regency in Jacksonville Florida and in 2025 we will be at the Hyatt Regency in Dallas Texas so those are our plans for upcoming conventions we 
will also, but we know how important it is for people to have a, a to be able to join us even when we're in person virtually. So we plan to continue to have a virtual presence at our in-person conventions, and we will make sessions available on ACB radio, and hopefully we'll also have a Zoom presence for people who aren't able to attend in person. So that's going to be a whole new, 2020 was all new for us going from an in-person to a virtual convention um, as of March when the convention was in July. So that was quite a, (laughs) that was very interesting. But I think we did it very successfully, thanks to my wonderful committee and thanks to ACB Radio and our Zoom cadre of people. I mean, we've, I think it worked out very well, and I expect this year to be the same with all the support that I have, which is very helpful. But it certainly will be nice to get back in, um, in person. I have, um, there is an email, a convention email list that if you're not on the email list, I encourage you to sign up for it. It is an announce only email list. So you're not getting any responses on this list and you'll only be getting messages from me. So when you see a Janet Dickelman email, if you don't want to read it, you can just delete it, but I hope you don't. And I will be sending out, I send out a lot of information about the convention. Right now I'm sending out one or two emails a week. As it gets a little closer, I'll be sending things out daily talking about the different sessions that we're going to be having during the convention. And to subscribe to our email list, you just send a blank email. And again, this is all on the acb.org website, but the address to subscribe for the convention email list is ACB convention. And then the plus sign subscribe at acblists, L-I-S-T-S dot O-R-G. So it's ACB convention plus sign subscribe at acblists dot O-R-G. And that will get you into this email list. I talked a little earlier today, and I'm going to remind you, for those of you who might not have been listening earlier when I spoke, especially if you plan to attend the convention, but it's a good idea for all ACB members, but we are asking that you set up an account with ACB before you register, and that will set you up with a username and a password. If you have used a username and password to sign up for conventions or anything else in the past, you can use that same information if you'd like, but pick something that you're going to remember because that will be your username and password going forward for all ACB events. And uh, you'll be able to log in and make changes on your record if you change your address or your email account. So to do this, go to members.acb.org. Or again, if you don't want to do this online, you can call me and I will be happy to set up an account for you. Let's see, what other things do I want to make sure I get in during this conversation here? Um, We're 
what I'm going to do, I know this is technically a keynote speech, but what I would like to do, if you don't mind, is I would like to open it up. If anyone has any convention-related questions, I'll be more than happy to answer them. Um, that's fine. So, if you want to go into that, and um, and then I'll and I'll say a few. I'll say if you know, say a bit more. But I will be happy to answer any questions because I know I've been giving out a lot of information. So, if anyone has any questions of me, please feel free to raise your hand. Your number ends in four seven seven. Hi, Janet. This is Sharon from Hawaii. Hi, Sharon. How are you? I I am so excited that you're our keynote. Speaker, I am so sad that I can't be with you. But I, we are still gonna get you down here. <laughs> uh, one of these day, one of these years. Yes, yeah, right. oh, I'm excited. But anyway, I was gonna ask you: Is there anything in Omaha, Nebraska, that can get us excited? Omaha. The one thing that I thought was really cool about Omaha, Nebraska, and we haven't started looking for tours yet, but I know we'll find some fun tours. But right outside the hotel is a whole entertainment district of restaurants. And they have a large courtyard area outside the restaurants. So if you and I decide to go to dinner and I want to get food from one place and you want to get food from another, any of the restaurants and or lounges, you can bring things out to the courtyard. So I can just picture a whole bunch of our attendees spending time outdoors in the beautiful weather, bringing out their food from all the different restaurants. And that's going to be really fun because it'll be so nice to meet up with your friends and, you know, you don't have to decide on a restaurant. You can decide on many. Oh, thank you. And I'm glad you. Thank you so much. And we will come up with a lot of tours. Um, let me talk a little bit about tours. And our, for those of you who don't know, at our in-person conventions, we have a lot of tours, usually about 14 tours throughout the convention. And in next summer, or this fall, rather, the convention committee and I will go to Omaha. And prior to that, we'll start doing a lot of, we'll work with local ACB members in Nebraska. I work with the Convention and Visitors Bureau and get suggestions and we'll do a lot of internet sleuthing. So next fall, when we're able to go to Omaha, uh, Rhonda Trott, my tour coordinator, and I will set up a lot of appointments and we will go look at a lot of tour venues. And it's always very interesting when we go to these tour sites because oftentimes when we first go in, they're not really sure, you know, if a group of blind, visually impaired people, you know, if a tour at their facility might work out for, you know, might work out. So then we start talking to them and Rhonda will point out things and I'll point out things. And all of a sudden, the people that we are working with get so excited about our coming and then they say, Oh, and yes, we can do this and we can do that. And we'll bring out this and we'll bring this out of our special collection. And it, you know, it, it's really great to meet with these people and talk to them prior to the convention before we commit to tours. And we visit some venues that after visiting them, we, you know, determine that, Oh, maybe this won't be a great tour opportunity. So then we go on to other places, but we will start looking for tours this fall. And by the end of 2021, 
we will have a list of all the tours that we'll have for the 2022 convention. Do we have any other questions? Yes, we do. Amy, you should be allowed to talk. Hi, Janet. Hi, Amy. (laughs) And I also have Richard Reuta here with me from California. He's he's listening along. And then Terry Higashi and Anthony Akamini and Brian Hoffman are also here. Now, Amy... Amy used to live in Minnesota. I don't know why she left the cold of Minnesota to go to Hawaii. I just don't understand that at all. But Amy, I I wanted to be a member of HAB, Janet. But you were a member of ACBM. Wasn't that good enough? (laughs) And and guess what? You should come back because it'd be like old times because I just got elected president of ACBM. And Amy was on, on the board when I was. So, yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to say hello. And um, and also request a hot balloon, oh, a hot air balloon, hot air balloon are, well, let in me Nebraska, tell. if, if that you can make that happen. We we tried to do the for those of you who don't know the backstory about hot air balloon rides. If you've ever tried to plan a hot air balloon ride, you end up it's very weather dependent. And, mm-hmm. you know, if the winds are bad or the there's little rain, you have to cancel it. Well, in Minnesota, when the convention was here in 2016, Rhonda and I scheduled two different hot air balloon ride tours. And we everybody was so excited and they sold out right away. And there was bad winds both days and we had to cancel both of those tours. So. As good as Rhonda is as a tour coordinator, we can't control the weather. But we were planning to do hot air balloons in 2020. But, of course, COVID got involved with that. But, yes, I'm definitely going to look for a hot air balloon place in Omaha because I bet they have some great outfits there. So we will look for that. And if we can't do it in Omaha, we will keep trying because I know people really want to do hot air ballooning. It's a lot of fun. Any other questions? There are no more questions at this no time. No more questions. I know that the tours are very popular. Everyone, everyone loves our tours. And thank you for bringing up these tour questions because I know we work really hard to come up with some fun tours. And then, of course, we one of the things we work hard for, too, I have an awesome committee. And my convention committee, per se, I haven't really gotten to work with too much since we went virtual because... Rhonda Trott is my tour coordinator. Michael Smitherman and I are still work together very closely because he sets up the virtual exhibit hall. Michael and I talk almost every day. Sally Benjamin, my volunteer coordinator, of course, she hasn't had anything to do in virtual convention land, but she is wonderful about getting volunteers for our convention. And we all know how important those volunteers are to help us find our way in an unfamiliar hotel when we're in a hurry, when there's a lot of people. And we know that sometimes it gets frustrating. And I've heard people say to me, well, gee, why do you have to get these big hotels? Because, you know, they're hard to find your way around. And when, and yes, sometimes we do have, you know, larger spaces. Sometimes they're a little more contracted, but um, sometimes they are a little, but we have so many attendees We need our ballroom and we need our exhibit hall. And then we have all of our breakout sessions. So we do have to sometimes have large venues for our conventions. So um, our volunteers. Yes. 
I'm sorry. Um, there are a couple of more questions. Oh, all now, right. Whenever you're ready. All right. Just let me just say one thing about volunteers. They are the backbone of our convention, and we love having them. And thanks to Sally, our volunteer coordinator, and Marjorie Beeman, who does accessibility and is running around at the airports and all over the hotels. Anybody who's been to a convention knows Marjorie. And, of course, Rick Morin, who always handles our AV. I have an absolutely wonderful committee um, that, and Vicki Pran, who coordinates our information desk. And we will have a virtual information desk and a virtual tech desk at our convention to answer all of your questions. All right. Who do we have who's got their hand up? Okay. We have Natalie. You can unmute. Natalie. Hello, Janet. Hello, this Natalie. is Natalie from Hawaii. I wasn't able to give you my usual bag of coffee, so I owe you one. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, you know, everybody who comes from Hawaii is always so generous. They always come and find me, and I get coffee and pistachio nuts and all kinds of fun things. The chocolate mac nuts, you chocolate cannot ma- forget. Oh, oh, yeah, those are. So my question is, I'm sorry, I got a little distracted when you were reading the locations for the, for the, um, the okay. convention. Were you going to reschedule Phoenix? Not at this time. Oh, shucks. I have family there, and my, my uncle is really looking forward to seeing you. So, all right. Well, I hope you keep yeah, us posted may be, on that. That may be in the cards down the road, but it just didn't work out. Well, I, I, do, put, I do put my vote in for that. Also for okay. the, the uh, hot air ballooning. I was one of those that... Were you one, <laughs> were you one Quite, that I had to contact and say we were canceling? Yes. Yes. Well, I was at session when that happened. Oh, yep. When but, I make... Yep. We'll try. Um, I know you will, Jen. We all appreciate Minnesota wasn't very good weather wise for our tours because we had to cancel that and we had to cancel the hot air balloons and we had to cancel a a picnic and concert in the park and we had to cancel a baseball game. So my home city didn't do. So Rhonda and I decided that even though that we can't control the weather, even though we try, that's one thing we can't control. Anyway, um, thank you, Natalie. Uh, we know that. Yes, thank you. So, uh, but I still have a wonderful time. I broke my streak of conventions, so I'm really looking forward to next year. Let's pray that COVID we get all better with that, and you stay safe, Janet. Thank you so thank much, you, Natalie. Your phone number ends in nine nine zero. Hi, Janet. There this you are. James. Hi, James. Are yeah. you Are you going to be a vendor in 2022 with your pens? Oh man, no. Um, there, there's some kind of you know um, kidney issues here. Oh. That I don't want to get a trip, that kind of thing. But I was wondering. Um, I like thrill rides when we go to conventions. Basically, uh, you know, I kind of like jumping out of airplanes without a helmet, which explains some stuff. But <laughs> no comment. No comment at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just wondering if we um, did go st- uh, we did go skydiving a number of years ago. I think that was in Las Vegas that we went skydiving. Yeah, that's we that's where I went. That's what he did. Yeah. Yep, I did jump out of the airplane without a helmet. So. <laughs> I don't think that was part. Of, I I think that was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think you were supposed to wear a helmet for that, James. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll mention that to Rhonda, and we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Jen. Thank All you right. so much. I'm going to take, if we have one more question, I'll take it, and then I'll just finish up because I know my time is about over. Um, you do not have any I more I do questions. not have one more. All right. Then I'm going to finish up because I know that everyone wants to get on 
with the rest of their evening. But I just wanted to say it's been a pleasure to be here. And I'm going to give you, again, a couple pieces of information. So if you didn't have an opportunity to jot it down and want to, I'm going to give you my contact information and, again, the information for signing up for the convention email. My email address, which again is all over the place on the website, but it's my name, Janet, J-A-N-E-T dot, and my last name, Dickelman, D-I-C-K-E-L-M-A-N at gmail.com. Or you can call me at 651-428-5059. And subscribe to our ACB convention list at ACB convention plus sign subscribe at acblists.org. And I just want to say this has been a pleasure to be here. And I hope you can join us virtually in July and in person in 2022. And grab your opportunities. Enjoy make the most out of life and know that with HAB as your parent organization in Hawaii and with ACB or with HAB and ACB as your parent organization naturally nationally, we are here to help you. We are here to do what we can to support you and make the most of your opportunities and just enjoy. And thanks to art and Vicki and Antonio for all your hard work and everyone else who was behind the scenes. And I'm just so thrilled I was able to be with you. Mahalo, Janet, as we say here in Hawaii. It was just an honor to have you. I'm so glad that you were able to make it and you you were able to uh, accept our invitation to come be part of our convention. And even though we're doing it virtually, I think it still worked out pretty darn good. Oh, it did. I'd, I'd still like to see you here in Hawaii sometime. So uh, <laughs> one of the, one of these days, you know, one of these days, my husband yeah. and I'll just take a trip there or or something. There you go. There you go. Yep. There you go. That's an idea too. Again, thank you so much for staying up so late and being oh, with us. The only problem is my guide dog's not going to understand that um, breakfast isn't at five thirty tomorrow morning. <laughs> Poor guy. (laughs) All righty. Well, thank Thank you again. Oh, you are welcome. This was so much fun. We're almost at the home stretch. I know everybody's a little tired. I got it. I got it. We usually have a um, a section where we kind of you know present some awards and some recognitions and uh recognize some people and so on and so forth and that's the um that's where we are right now we started this in 2019 i believe and um initially we came up with this idea because we wanted to also recognize and thank those members of HAB who we you know refer to as our sighted members and, um, you know, because as much as blind people are capable, as much as blind people can do, as much as blind people are able to do it, just about anything anybody else can do, 
there are times, yes, yes, there are times where we still need a little bit of sighted help. And if not for our sighted members, um, that would make uh, running HAB and, and doing what we do with HAB a little bit more difficult at times. So, again, this was this award here is the award that we came up with in 2019 where, again, like I said, we wanted to recognize those members of HEB who are our sighted members and let them know that we do appreciate you and, and all that you do for the organization. So this year's recipient that received this award is a gentleman who's been um, my right hand, literally, um, during all of our general meetings because he's the guy behind the scenes who's um, running the Zoom sessions and who is um, basically muting people and unmuting people and controlling everything so that I can just talk and not worry about anything. So I'd like to present the HAB Volunteer Award to Brian Huffman. And I'm going to ask that Mona Yamada, if you can, uh, go ahead and please read that plaque to the members for me, please. Jim's going to do it. Oh, Jim's going to I'm sorry. Okay. I, I, okay. Wires crossed. Wires crossed. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jim. Okay. Um, let me put it on visual here so that uh, Brian can see this. Uh, Brian, we have a beautiful plaque for you that Art has arranged. And I'm going to read this to you. And you, this is a very well-deserved plaque. It says, Hawaii Association of the Blind presents this volunteer award to Brian Huffman. Thank you for your time and dedication for assisting HAB with, it, with its various activities. HAB 54th State Annual Convention, May 1, 2021. Congratulations, Brian. Congratulations, Brian. If you want to say a few words, you can just simply raise your hand. Thank you, everyone. For, that's duly appreciated. I feel deep in my heart. So thank you very much. But it's a great organization, and it's an honor for me to help. So um, I take it with great um, uh, gratitude and appreciation. Thank you. Yay! Thanks again, Brian. Thank you. Our next award or recognition, or the person we want to recognize, he too has been around HEB for a while, yeah, a little bit more than around a while. He's been, he's been there. <laughs> and he too has been somebody who has advised many of us, not just myself, but many of us over the years, various matters that have to deal with HAB, blindness in general, um, anything that has to do with the, uh, the legislature in the, you know, at the Capitol, just a whole bunch of stuff. It's been a while since we put him on the spot. And so we thought, well, you know, this year is the year for it. We do have a plaque for you, Mr. Don Thompson. And we would like to, again, thank you for all your years of service to HAB and your wisdom and hope that you are going to be with us for quite some time yet because we haven't learned everything that you know. Jim, if you can please uh, go ahead and read that. Don, it's a pleasure to read this to you. We have your own plaque here, and it reads, Don Thompson, in recognition and appreciation for your outstanding contributions, dedication, 
Friendship and Inspiring Commitment, HAB 54th State Annual Convention, May 1, 2021. Congratulations, Don. So, again, congratulations, Don. Don't be too mad at me. (laughs) All righty. Again, this has been a really great convention. I think we did a wonderful job. Everybody has did a phenomenal job on, on every part that we needed to work on. And so there's not much more I can say other than what I've already done. Before um, I even go into closing, I also would like to um, recognize and give um, another award or a gift, really, to this year's keynote speaker, Janet Dickelman. Um, you know, we do this every year, Janet. So, um, you know, don't feel like, uh, you know, we, we're, you know, just don't, don't worry about it. This is all normal. It's all good. So, Mona, uh, if you could just maybe describe uh, the uh, gift for everybody. Janet, from us to you, we have a round monkey pod salad bowl, which has a salad spoon and fork that's um, carved, as well as we have a condiment set with a tray and two spoons and two dishes for your jam and jelly. And um, we have this bowl filled with goodies. We'll be sending it to you. This is from us at HAB. Thank you so much. Thank you, Janet. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. That is wonderful. I will look forward to that. And I use, I use, I make a lot of salad, so that salad bowl will definitely be used. And the goodies certainly won't go to waste. Well, you can put all of your chocolate macadamia nuts in, in there. In the salad and- bowl and on, <laughs> on the tray with my, with my little bowls. For my, oh, this will be perfect. Thank you yeah, yeah, so much. Yeah. I appreciate it. Oh, no, it's our pleasure. Thank you again. All right, guys. Um, Art, I must say. Art, hold yes. on, Art. You have me get a plaque for Janet. I have to read the plaque for Janet. Oh, I'm sorry. We forgot the plaque. Yes, please, Jim. Okay, Janet, we have a beautiful plaque for you, too. And it's from our Hawaii Association for the Blind. It says, Janet Dickelman, Mahalo Nui Loa. Those are the most special words in Hawaii. That means thank you so very much. God bless. Oh. Anyway, it says, have 54th State Annual Convention, May 1, 2021. Well-deserved credit. Thank you so much, Janet. Oh, thank you. I, I do this from home, you know, of course, as a volunteer, and I have my little home office, and I will hang my plaque up right by my desk. So thank you again. I think I can safely say that we've come to the close of our convention. So uh, before I actually do that, I want to say thank you to everybody who has participated this year in making this happen uh, to the convention team, Vicki Kennedy, gosh, everybody, Antonio, Ankar, Kylie, everybody who's in that committee. I, I can't remember all you guys' names, but th- there's a lot of people that need to be thanked. And you folks did a phenomenal job this year. Uh, you know, again, this was an undertaking that I didn't, I wasn't too sure when we started it. I wasn't so sure if we should. But as we were going through it and working with ACB 
and um, learning how to do this and that and, you know, all that kind of stuff, it became clearer and clearer for all of us as to how we're going to do this and put this together. And having gone through it the whole day with you folks and seeing it fall, um, you know, into place and everything just working out, I can tell that we did a terrific job. And once again, you know, hats off to everybody who was involved with this. And hats off to you folks, too, the, the members who just showed up for this convention. Because if it wasn't for you guys showing up, we wouldn't have a convention. Thank you for taking the time and spending the day with us. Thank you for our ACB friends who are listening on ACB radio and who joined us on our convention. I hope you found it to be entertaining and inform- informative and maybe something that you might want to one day come to visit us in Hawaii and join us in an in-person convention because those conventions, as you know, are also real fun and um, a lot different from our virtual ones. So if you haven't done that yet with Hawaii, uh, I would strongly recommend uh, planning to do that one year and join us as we come uh, full circle and come back to doing in-person conventions. With all of that said, uh, normally this is a part at the time where I would tell everybody to go home and drive safely, but since we're all at home, um, I'm, I would just say, can we, uh, oh, I'm sorry, we'll get one more thing, one more thing. Um, you know, if you folks remember, the, the students from Kamehameha Schools, I mentioned them this morning, uh, they not only did the anthem for us, but they also did the Hawaii Aloha, which is a traditional song that we do whenever we're closing some kind of event. And that's how we're going to close tonight's event. So um, if we can play that, and I'm just going to say aloha to everybody. Mahalo. Oh,
Oh, 